0: Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. In many parts of the U.S., spring has finally sprung, which means the birds are chirping, crops are blooming, and the bees are busy pollinating, at least those that survived the winter. And the mite, and the damage pesticides cause them, not to mention the dearth of natural food sources and the plethora of problems caused by a lack of genetic diversity in the honeybee population. If suddenly spring doesn't sound quite as cheery, it's because the plight of the honeybee and other pollinators is an ongoing saga with just as many, if not more, downs than ups, despite valiant efforts by beekeepers, the government, And ingredient suppliers. According to the most recent annual survey conducted by USDA and the Apiary Inspectors of America, beekeepers in the US lost about 28% of their colonies over the 2015 winter. This is up from 22.4% the previous year. And while this is bad, what's worse is that in the past two years the percentages of bees lost in the summer a time when colonies should thrive and grow, rivaled those of the winter rates. Given that about a third of global food production volume relies on pollinators to some degree, and more than 90 crops are pollinated by commercial honeybees, the threats that bees face also threaten the larger food and beverage industry. According to the Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services, Pollinators directly contribute to the production of $235 billion to $577 billion worth of annual global food production. This includes staples like apples, coffee, and chocolate. They also contribute to the production of biofuels, fibers, medicines, and even construction materials. Luckily for honeybees and other pollinators, Many players in the food and beverage industry are stepping up to protect them, including the Almond Board of California, which has committed millions of dollars to fund research to improve colony health and identify best management practices. To better understand what the bees are up against and how the Almond Board of California is helping, I chat with the board's Associate Director of Agricultural Affairs, Bob Curtis.
1: The plight of honeybee actually goes more than just a decade. The Almond Board has been funding honeybee health research since 1995. It was definitely underscored in 2006 with the syndrome. I call it a syndrome because it's symptoms of colony collapse disorder. And I prefer to call it uh, just an array of honeybee health issues, as you've probably seen, in the uh, in what you've read there are a number of stressors on on honeybees uh, one of the most important is varroa mite another one is lack of forage another is pests and diseases and uh, the almond board is engaged in in research in these areas uh, and as well has been en- engaged with others in terms of uh, policy initiatives from the Almond Board standpoint, I, I think it's important to point out that almonds are what I call the uh, gorilla of the pollination world. Uh, we need uh, two-thirds of the commercial supply of bees in the United States, United States to pollinate our crop. What's of interest is the honeybee health issues have been very much a concern for us, obviously. But over the last few years, the beekeepers have worked very hard and very diligently putting a lot of resources, money, management, and time into their hive management to supply us a sufficient supply of honeybees. That's not to say that these honeybee health issues are trivial. In the very least, they are not. And so we will stay engaged.
0: In particular, the Almond Board has worked aggressively to improve the variety of plants available for bees to forage for food.
1: We work very closely with a, a nonprofit organization called Project APISM that uh, is uh, providing seeds for bees. That growers can contact them and, through the generous donations of many corporate and other sponsors, uh, get seeds and uh, guidance on planting forage adjacent or near or even actually in almond orchards. This is very important from the standpoint that there's a dearth of pollen and uh, food resources for bees just prior to almond bloom and after almond bloom. I can also point out that almonds are one of the, obviously, the best nutrition sources for bees. As I've already indicated, hives typically increase during their During their time in in almonds, and we're obviously promoting this forage initiative along with Project Aphisim, but we're also doing research to document the value of the forage for the bees. Uh, Ongoing research, and it is still ongoing, shows that uh, the bees that have access to this forage perform better after leaving almonds than those that don't. Uh, Another uh, key finding is that, you know, growers are worry about, well, if this forage is available, is it going to detract from the attractiveness of uh, the almond blooms to the bees? And that's quite the contrary. Again, uh, bees and almonds have co-evolved together, and uh, the bees love almonds. They go to the almonds first, they collect, they forage and collect the pollen and the nectar there first before going on to the forage crops one of the things that's heartening to us about all this is that it's now contracts emerging with beekeepers and growers that uh the, the growers get a discount high rental by uh agreeing to plant forage so uh it's it's uh, initiative that is that is uh, definitely increasing and there's quite a bit of interest in that
0: individual manufacturers also are actively engaged in providing forage for bees for example white wave foods which makes silk almond milk and so delicious dairy-free products was out at natural products expo west in mid-march to raise awareness and money for restoring bee habitat and forage deanna bradder gave me the scoop on the company's efforts
2: we are here today, just kind of raising awareness and trying to raise money, actually, for the Xerces Society. They're a nonprofit who supports habitat restoration and education um, for invertebrates all around. So we're asking people to take a pledge, basically, and the pledge is four parts: plant flowers that provide the nectar and pollen that bees need, um, homes for them plant flowers and keep them planted, keep them alive, um, avoid pesticides that are harmful, and then let your neighbors know, because if we can get whole communities together doing this, there's a better chance that we'll be able to support pollinators. Um, So we're asking people to take a pledge, and for every pledge we get, we're donating five dollars to the Xerces Society. White Wave has several brands like Silk and So Delicious, who have almond products and almond products are very dependent on pollinators. And we are actually working directly with our almond farmers to invest in the farms and plant hedgerows and plant wildflowers to provide diversity of feed source for the pollinators. So we really think it's important to affect our own supply chain with our own suppliers and make sure that we're doing our part as a company in the natural products industry to bring together both issues like pollinator health and food and food security and uh, working with suppliers for a sustainable future.
0: In addition to providing ample forage for bees, the Almond Board of California also is looking to mitigate the threat to bees of pests and pesticides.
1: Uh, The real biggie is varroa mite in terms of uh, a threat to beekeepers and beekeeping. We need better tools and strategies for dealing with varroa. They've got an effective, um, we call it, varroa is a big mite, and mite is a is kind of a class of a, a spider, if you will, and it is devastating to bees. We need more materials and strategies for better controlling burroa mite. Even so, with the effective tools tools that the beekeepers have now, uh, they have done a much better job of controlling and managing burroa mite, but uh, we certainly need more options in the future because one of the points of concern is that that tool, uh, the mites could become resistant to it, in which case we have to go back to ground zero. And this has happened with other miticides in the past. But there are a number of people working in this area, a number of companies that are working in this area, and I think there are going to be some new technologies that come along that provide uh, vastly improved varroa mite management.
0: One such group that's working to address the threats of pests is the bee informed partnership which is a partnership of research labs and universities in agriculture and science dedicated to understanding the decline of honeybee in the. US it was initially supported by the USDA and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture but now is a non nonprofit Bob explained why this partnership is necessary and how it's helping
1: prior to the outbreak of um... Colony collapse disorders. Again, the symptom that uh, emerged in 2006. Uh, beekeepers didn't have an infrastructure available to them of what you would call um, pest control or hive control experts, uh, like we do, for instance, in California. Growers have access to crop-certified crop, certified crop uh, advisors and also pest control advisors in which they rely on technical expertise, and in particular, um, they, they tell the growers or advise the growers as to what their pest status is and uh, whether they do need treatment or take other action. The Bee Informed Partnership has um, formed six teams across the United States that work with beekeepers to provide this type of information. They monitor the hives give the beekeepers reports and advice as to what they ought to be doing or should consider doing in order to keep their hives healthy. And again, this is a, a joint effort with several several folks, several entities. The Almond Board is involved. Uh, beekeepers are certainly contributing to this effort and uh, supporting uh, are supporting much of the work that is done here, and as well, there are corporate entities that are uh, providing uh, support for the Bee Informed Partnership. And this Bee Informed Partnership has had definite results. Uh, Beekeepers that use uh, the advisors of the Bee Informed Partnership report less honeybee losses over the course of the year than those commercial beekeepers that do not.
0: As far as pesticides go, the biggest threat comes from a class of pesticides called neonicotinoids. Jessica Shade, the director of science programs at the Organic Center, talked at Expo West about the impact of neonics, as they're known for short, on pollinators and how organic farming can help.
3: The hottest research that I've seen over the last couple of years, specifically in reference to pollinators, looks at the impacts of the pesticide class neonicotinoids on pollinator health or And um, So a report came out two months ago that showed an overwhelming amount of peer-reviewed scientific studies highlighting significant threats to pollinators from neonics. Um, Neonic also affects the immunocompetence of honeybees. So what that means is that it basically impairs their disease resistance, disease resistance capacity. So even if um, your beehives get sick from something totally different, like yellow <coughs> or when I kept honeybees, they got shriveled wing disease, which was really depressing. Imagine opening a hive and seeing thousands of bees with tiny shriveled greens so they can leave the uh, um, That can actually be caused indirectly from pesticide exposure because it decreases their ability to fight those diseases. Um, another study that looked at Neonics analyzed two decades worth of data on 62 different species of wild bees, so not just looking at honeybees but also native pollinators and found that even useful exposure to neomics can lead to population decline. <laughs> so it's kind of, I feel like that's the hot topic right now is looking at neomics. Um, the Organic Center released a report on pollinators. We looked at not just pesticide interactions, but also the lesser known benefits of organics to these, things like increased habitat or more diversity of food sources, things like that. So it's not just the lack of pesticides on organic that's helping out pollinator populations. The population. There's a
0: whole suite of benefits. Now, neonics are not an issue for almond farmers because they aren't used in that space. But the Almond Board did create a best practices guide to help growers appropriately use pesticides during the bloom so as not to impact honeybees that are foraging on the crop. The last major stressor to bee health is a lack of genetic diversity in the honeybee stock, which the Almond Board and others are addressing by importing and preserving germplasm from overseas to improve U.S. honeybee breeding and stock.
1: We're obviously very interested in, too, in terms of research, is expanding the genetic diversity of the honeybee breeding stock. And that is that is happening as, as well. It's what you would call a... Uh, it's not an overnight change, but there is more increase in adoption of, of bringing um, uh, more genetic material, incorporating right. more genetic diversity and material into the breeding stocks of the queen breeders. The Almond Board engagement in this has been we have helped support collecting this germplasm overseas and then also. Um, archiving it or sustaining it, if you will, in what you'd call a germplasm repository. And then, of course, uh, the the folks that have done this are working with the the queen breeders to get this material incorporated into the breeding stocks. So there there are a lot of areas where there's been incremental increases, and we'd like to see this continue and uh, certainly honeybee health improve.
0: So to paraphrase something that Bob said earlier, there's a lot of threats to bees and other pollinators, but also a lot is being done, and still needs to be done. But hopefully these efforts will help the honeybee population and those of other pollinators improve in the coming years. That concludes this episode of Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join me again next week. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week and encouraging you to get outside, plant some flowers for those bees, and enjoy the season.